that's some shit that you don't do. I'ma say rap on my nigga. That's some shit that I'm gonna do. Fuck all the commas. Let's fuck all some commas, nigga. Let's fuck all some commas. Do this shit wrong. Alrighty, uh, Jackson, I am uh, taking over this podcast tonight. Lachlan McDonald, um, you're going to be my first guest as host. Uh, how do you feel about being a guest instead of hosting a podcast? Well, I'll, I'll give you an intro of five out of ten. Um, it's open to, <laughs> open to plenty of um, improvement, but we're all going to start somewhere. I was pretty average when I started, but um, we all improved. But no, it feels a little bit unusual being here on the podcast as a guest subject for the first time. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm trusting you that you can uh, do a good job as a host of the uh, show tonight, Matthew. Yeah, thank you. I've, I've tried to prepare myself as, as best as possible just because there's no doubt that I'm going to freeze in moments. So I'm just going to be asking questions. We'll get to know you, hopefully get some funny bits out of it. Um, it kind of reminds me of, have you seen The Office? I have seen The Office, yes. Yeah, kind of reminds me of when... Um, Dwight finds the um, joint in the car park. <laughs> yeah. He interviews everyone in the office and then Jim walks in and he just flips it around. He's like, oh. no, when I walked in here, you told me I was going to be conducting the interview. And uh, yeah, it's one of the all time great scenes. Well, that's the thing. We set this up. Like we didn't know this was happening. Mac just pulled it out of nowhere. And, and now here he is hosting. But like, this is a little bit off topic, Mac. And I know that this is probably me going back to my hosting, but do you prefer the office America or UK? I haven't actually seen the UK one, um, so definitely the America. I, and I do go on about how much I love the uh, American one, so I do. I need to see Ricky Gervais uh, and the UK one. But yeah, I'll get I'll get around to it one day. Have you so, seen them both? I haven't seen all of them, but bits and pieces. But yeah, it doesn't stack up. But all right, we'll uh, we'll get back to where we're meant to be. But yeah, back to me. All right. Um, well, first of all, I just wanted to. <clears throat> ask you about the current uh, COVID state in, in Melbourne, obviously draft weekend this weekend, and uh, it's going to be the second year in a row that you're unable to attend in person. So just wanted to, I haven't been following what's actually going on in Melbourne too closely. So I was hoping you could uh, tell me a little bit about what you're going through. I can. Yeah. So things have gotten worse today. For some reason, Dan Andrews thought that he'd be a hero and enforce strict, stricter restrictions on the people of communist Victoria. And now we have a curfew that we can't leave the house after 9pm or before 5am. Uh, we can't travel more than five kilometres. Parks are closed. Uh, so it's pretty full on at the moment for 22 cases of COVID where 17 are linked. But that's just the world we live in. Uh, and, you know, yeah. there's not much we can do about it, unfortunately. But uh, it's been a little bit of a blessing in disguise. I can work from home more often than not, which in turn allows me to spend more time researching and going through mock drafts and preparing myself yeah. ahead of uh, the upcoming draft on Sunday evening. I think around 5.36 p.m. I need exact time confirmation, but I'm looking forward to getting stuck into things and ensuring that I can become the first ever six-time finalist after being the first five-time finalist, the first four-time finalist, uh, no one compares. Yeah, oh, so you're definitely the first four-time finalist or you don't reckon somebody else was there with you and you haven't just separated since? Uh, probably not. I wouldn't know who they were anyway. It's definitely not you, Mac, as we would know. Um, 
But no, yeah, I'm I'll not just actually focus sure. on the season ahead and don't dwell in the past. Oh, that's it. No, I like it. But I'm my goal this season is just to play finals again, like it is every year, and then we'll let the rest <laughs> happen from there. If I make the prelim, if I get knocked out first round, I don't care. That's an achievement for me. Yeah, right. Well, you did mention that it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise this lockdown. Um, it, I think it is in another way as well because uh, you have ruffled the feathers of my assistant um, Adam uh, on on the last podcast. You called him a, a flog, and that didn't go down uh, too well. And on Saturday, after a couple of beers with him, he did say that um, he wanted to fight you on draft weekend. So uh, yeah, he um, you might have been avoiding that one, luckily. Yeah, well. Unfortunate for Ed, if I was there on draft day, I actually did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for six weeks before our lockdown in February. I did learn a couple, a couple chokeholds, a, a triangle and, and whatnot. So I'm sure that I'd be able to take him on pretty easily. But I wanted just to say that you told, said that I called Ed a flog. I actually called him a fucking flog. Uh, so I just wanted to make that clear to Ed. And it's nothing personal, Ed. I've even, Kyle Gatt's one of my good friends and I've even been really harsh on him in every podcast, I think. It's just an assistance thing. They're a waste yeah. of space in this league, and I think that they should be no more. And I'm happy to try and drive each assistant out and send them packing. Yeah, you, you say that um, you don't really like the assistance, but how good was it for um, Pitsy to just step straight on up when we had um, a, a team to fill? Like, it was stress-free. He just went straight in because he was an assistant and people knew him in the league. Yes and no. I think it helps in terms of like banter and league camaraderie that we didn't have to bring someone from the outskirts in, whether that's like a person in any situation to take on a role as a manager within the league. But I think it also diminishes the credibility of our league as a whole in terms of how we are perceived as skillful managers because Pitsy is someone that doesn't have the skills. And there's question marks over other people as managers, whether that's yourself or... Gabe Bird and Chad Cole. Uh, Gabe, I personally think, fluked a few things. But, yeah, I think that we maybe would have been better to look externally and potentially find someone that's got more uh, street cred in terms of their knowledge about fantasy to ensure that we have a competitive league. Because Pitch is just going to be an easy bet this season. He's going to be a, a yeah. walkover. It's like a pencil. In, like, you may as well just play no one like Jay Cole. Yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's crossing their fingers, hoping that they get Pitsy twice during the year. So, which is a problem. Um, that, that's that's very fair. It's oh, like, and I just wanted sorry, Mark, it's just like when the AFL bought in GWS and Gold Coast at the start. They were a laughing stock, and we had to pump so many resources into building them and growing them into something. And I think that Pitsy's got a three-year contract, and if he's not performing, then he's gone. We can't afford to pump first-round draft picks into him. Yeah, no, that's fair. I am. Um, on on the flip side of that argument, I believe the NHL, they did an expansion team uh, a couple of years ago and they brought in a Vegas team. And I think they won it like in the first year. So um, they did it a little bit differently and they were allowed to pick like one person per team outside of their top six teams to build it. Um, but yeah, nah, I, I can see where you're coming from. And Mac, he's he's come in straight away, and that was uh, not due to him being an assistant. And he's he's really fitting in. He's starting to real fit in well now. So, and that's the thing I think, Macca, you can build that camaraderie, and you can build that banter, but quickly within our league and the way we operate. Yeah. Whereas you can't build knowledge of fantasy and a skill in one season. 
Pitsy is it's the opposite way around with him. It just doesn't work like that. I'd prefer to bring someone in externally and then have them fit in with the league and let that take yeah. time. And I'd rather them hit the ground running like Mac did last season and create a bit of a challenge for people. And Pitsy, I'd compare him to a bit like the COVID vaccine in terms of his, his management. Like, I really hope it does well and it achieves things, but I have serious doubts if it's actually going to do anything. Yeah, I like that. All right, we're going to move on uh, from that topic because uh, that was starting to drag on a little bit there. Um, I just want, I was, yeah, like you said before, you weren't sure if it was five o'clock, six o'clock, six thirty, what time we were drafting. Have you spoken to Brill at all? Like how you're going to be making your picks or connecting with us on the day? I haven't done that yet. I've just been spending the next probably day or so just really fine tuning my draft order, getting my Excel spreadsheet really on song. Yeah. Um, actually, it's not Excel this year because I'm worried that being far in the way things are set up, that someone could maybe hack my computer system and my software and get a hold of my Excel. So I've actually been doing it in a, a Collins series accounting book, as you can see on oh, screen. Okay. Macca, yeah. All my draft picks are in there. So uh, it's hack proof. And once I really refine that, I'll touch base with Brill probably on Thursday morning and we'll work away around how we're going to do it. And I think we'll just work similar to last year as well. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's another good thing that you might not be um, in person with us. Well, you definitely won't be in person with us um, because there would be about ninety-five percent chance of Jake Com taking that book uh, on draft day. So, yeah, that's another blessing. No, that um, book, but if yeah, I was with you on draft day, that what I would have is my computer and it'd be offline. I'd have my Excel and I'd be on my phone drafting from my phone yeah. Excel on my computer. This is just purely because I'm away at the moment and people could. I have to be online. Yeah. And have you spoke to anyone about them potentially being your sticker bitch? Uh, no. Or the I draft board? I haven't yet. That's the thing that might present some challenges compared to last year's where we didn't do it with the draft board. Yeah. Yeah, you were able to just yeah, go straight through on the computer. Yeah, like we did in the past where, like, there was times when me and Moody would do it from your house and you'd be at Jaden's and the first few drafts when we all bought our laptops around and, and it was able to work like that but this may present a few more challenges but i personally trust isaac's the commissioner at the end of the day he's not going to want to ruin his integrity and as we know isaac's moving to melbourne so if he uh if he fucks up i'll get him cancelled pretty quickly so uh, i'm the king around here i know a lot of people yeah connections so you run this joint if, if he wants to you know fit in smoothly and uh ensure that his life is good when he moves to Melbourne, he'll get those stickers right. He'll be putting yeah. Antonio Gibbs in there at 101. <laughs> and then when the, the so, next pick rolls around at 23 or whatever it is, on the snake order, Terry McCormick will be there. It's my pick too. Uh, so he knows, <laughs> he knows how it's working. Yeah. So you're getting the commish to be your sticker bitch. That's basically well, what you just said. We haven't spoken about that, but that, that's, yeah, where I'll... But, but yeah, that's yeah, happening. It'll be him. And if, if it's not him, then I, I don't know. I don't really trust anyone else. Maybe whoever goes after you or before you in the draft might Maybe Pitsy. A... Maybe Pitsy. <laughs> like, the proof's there. The proof's there. Like, I'm going to have my computer set up recording so you know who I'm yeah. picking. So, if somebody's a fuckwit, that's just going <laughs> draft themselves. And therefore, I think they should be fine as a result. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I like that. Because could you imagine idea. the league without podcasts this season? Do you really want to push me out of the league? Nah, and, no, and I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm stuttering a little bit and fumbling a little bit here, so I'm sure people are going to be like, all right, Lachlan, we don't want you to it, do another one at all. It, so It's fine, Macca. We always have our first time. Like, some people have their first times later and they fumble and stumble and eventually they get it in, like you, just a little bit later <laughs> than everyone else. And, and here you are on the pod doing the same thing. Yeah, but technically this is, like, earlier than everyone else hosting a podcast. Just Liam, actually, you and me. Liam, yeah, yep, he did Jane. a little bit, but... Yeah, you put right. yourself um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a crack. Um, do you reckon Commer's going to actually make it to Sunday? Well, now there's talk that due to the COVID fears of another outbreak of the scandemic, that they might be playing the week of draft and Commer won't be able to attend at all. So therefore, if that's the case, I think Commer should have to forfeit his team. But if he cares about the league, he'll be there and realise that it's sample. Like, you're not going to have a long career. Like, why bother? Like, the league's there forever. <laughs> so just give up and just go play for cashies or something in the country and make 1200 bucks a week. Like, rather than yeah. bust your balls in the SNFL for nothing. Like, I understand that you were the youngest ever reserves, best and fairest. But that's the past <laughs> now, man. Worry about your fantasy. And if Common is there, like, and they do have that line to her, I think that it could end bad and he just actually make it to draft day. Like, Dimitri, <laughs> he said in that video, that would be Common, like, vegetable. <laughs> oh, I quite enjoyed that video. Well, it's though. like Falls. It's like Falls that year. I think it was the end of 2018. Yes, that's the year. Uh, long time now where Common got fish hooked at five in the morning or something like that. And he was wandering around like a vegetable. <laughs> and Tori was on the phone saying she's going to break up with him. And all this. But yeah. He and, got... He got fish hooked by himself, though. Yeah. <laughs> he told people that he got fish hooked, and I watched him right in person, and then he just voluntarily ate fill himself. So, yeah. Um, Com- yeah, was, yeah. He's, he's cheeky. He needs help. And, and look, Gemma will, we will be taking the offer up on this podcast for Gemma to edit it so she can listen back through it and do as she pleases <laughs> to ensure that this is a great podcast. But with Jake, he just needs to rein it in. But yeah, I don't know what's happened to him where it went wrong yeah so speaking on on that i want i want you to give me your best on and worst on for draft weekend uh just assuming that uh the sample um just goes on as it would have been originally worst on i can't really judge because i don't know ed but if it's not him i'm probably gonna say pity Um, yeah Definitely yeah, pizza. Yeah, maybe give him a year or two and he might eventually come around. Actually, no, this is one, like, I don't want to sound mean, but I think Jaden, oh, no, he's not even going to be there. He won't be there on Saturday night. If he no. was, I'd give Jaden worst on. Um, yeah. But if not, be Pitsy best on. I, I actually feel like Matt Haynes is a little bit of a smoky. Like, everyone's in yeah. the goalies, but I think he's a little bit of a weapon. Um, and either him or Gibb. Mac loves, yeah, he loves a bit of attention, Matt. Matt, I've noticed that at the at the week on the far out. Listen to me, mate. I can't host. That's um, right. Nah, at the River Weekend, uh, Matt really. Uh, I think it was like the second time we've really all seen him, and yeah, he just took took it in the stride and uh, partied on hard. Yeah, so, I think yeah, that's, him that's give, a bad call. Put him and give together, and they could make something pretty uh pretty special. I think commerce. Yeah. Just- I think Commerce, the problem is he's like put too much pressure on himself. So like James Magnuson when he went into that Olympics and was calling himself a missile and (laughs) the best thing ever. And Commerce just going to get picked on the line by Gibb and and Mac who are just flying under the radar a little bit. 
Yeah, and I think Comma's probably going to, you know, start Thursday night as well just to get a little bit of a edge mm. on his competition. So I'd be worried try, about that. I think he's going to try too hard to just prove himself a bit. Like, he's, he's built up his reputation as, like, some Keith Richards ex-Motley um, Crew figure. He's just untouchable. <laughs> like, and then he's going to end up like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, he... In this league, he's known for his antics. And if he fails this weekend, um, it, I reckon this is his big weekend. He doesn't really care too much about how the team actually goes. But this is the important weekend, putting his reputation on the line about being a party animal. So I think, yeah, he, he could go overboard and uh, it could be quite detrimental to his fantasy. But I don't think that'll uh, bother him at all. Yeah, definitely good enough to come up. A bit quiet there, Francie. Right, I don't know what of, happened. I was just saying I'm sick of talking about Connor. He's irrelevant. He's a third week. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, who do you think goes to bed first on the Saturday night? Who goes to bed first on the Saturday? Um, depends. Like, is it by choice? Like, they've cho- chosen to go to bed or is it like they've ingested too much? Um, yeah, by choice. Uh, they, they just voluntarily say, all right, fellas, um, I'm going to turn in now. Probably Gaddy. Pardon? Probably Gaddy. Gaddy. Yeah. And you've gone a little bit quiet. I don't know what's going on. That's all right. Can you give me now? Better? Uh, uh, not really, but um, hopefully it just, hopefully it comes good. Yeah, I'm going to go Gaddy. Where's the microphone on you? Where's the microphone on you? Um, I probably don't have one, eh? But I'm going to say Gaddy. <laughs> Hold it up to your mouth anyway. Yeah, no, nah, that's, uh, yeah. Kel needs his uh, he needs his beauty sleep. He's a good looking young boy, so yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's probably to go. fair. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Him and his uh, Miso photos re- quite regularly, so yeah, absolutely awesome. let the boy speak. Um, so obviously talked about best on and worst on um, on draft day. Who do you reckon's like best on and worst on value wise in the Facebook chat. Oh, okay, so best on like value wise in the chat, I'll probably have to go with. Comma's pretty good. Uh, he's really stepped up this year, I would say. Matt Haynes uh, is another smoky, but I'd probably say Gib. I think Gib is someone that like he gives and receives it in equal amounts, and I think he just creates funny things, especially today. With this story, I think most of the really memorable moments are cir- circled around Gib. Um, the least value, one hundred percent, is Jaden Barton. He may as well not even yeah. be. He may as well not even be there. Like, uh, it contributes nothing to the group chat. Um, never has, probably never will, uh, unless he yeah wants to step it up this year. Otherwise, he could cease to exist, like Yoey. Yeah. Do you think him handing over the commission duties to Isaac? Like a lot of the rumours were. Jaden just wanted to focus on his team, but I'm thinking maybe he wants Isaac to take full reins at the league, so Jaden would feel confident in stepping away from it, and it would still run well without him. That's my exact That's the possibility. My exact thoughts, Mac. I asked him that question when I had him on the podcast when he announced his decision to step down, and he said that he was committed. But we also got to remember I had Yowie on the podcast as well, saying that he's committed to the league, and he left. Uh, obviously, in different circumstances that. I'm sure Gabe. I'm, I'm sure Gabe's not going to do what he did to Yoey to, to uh, Jaden, 
but there's every possibility. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> he's a ruthless, he's a champ champ, um, as, as we've all seen. I just want to get hands on that video of, of his, and I'm, I'd be willing to put in fines money. But touching on that, yes, I, I do think that Jaden's days are limited in the league. And yeah. I just don't think that who where he's at fits the value of what this league is becoming. I don't think he's ruthless enough. But I'm, I want to be proven wrong. Yeah, I, hope, I definitely hope that, you know, it's, it's pre-season at the moment. I'm hoping that maybe, like, he's not the kind of guy to go at people's personalities and maybe he just wants to, you know, wait till the season starts so he can target a person's team and uh, maybe chirp up a little bit more then. So, yeah, he needs that, to prove, that's what we can hope for. Yeah, I don't think he has the talk to maintain where this league's going. This league's becoming commercialised. Uh, it's becoming ego-driven uh, by members. And I think that you have to be really tough to survive in this league. And I don't know if Jaden has it, but there's no doubt that he's a, he's a talented fantasy player. But I think, like I said, and I even have said this about you, Mac, in the past, like you have had mediocrity right throughout. Like people have considered you to be good and you just yeah. haven't performed. Whereas people like off Rands, you're fucking shit. Like, but I just keep making finals every season. Jaden is every, yeah. every year always a favourite. What the fuck's he achieved? Nothing. <laughs> every year. So, Jaden, you need to pull your finger out, brother. Yeah, even if it's not fantasy wise, just chat wise. Chat bro, out. like, even if it's just fake, like, we don't care. Just put on a fake persona and just go at people. <laughs> That's all we want. Like, yeah. And if you're too busy, leave. We're all busy. We yeah, all I'm busy. I work. Everyone works. Gabe works. Yeah. We're building an empire. Gabe works a lot and he's so active in the chat all the time, which you've got to admire. Always uh, creating something. Get your priorities right, Jade. Like, if if your missus is a problem, either (laughs) leave her or leave the league. You can't have both. That's a harsh call. It's been voiced out there, though. There you go. So, yeah, nothing personally. Like, I'm just doing this as a a wake-up call. (laughs) You just need to pull your finger out. I love you. All right, we'll we'll move on to that before you say any more nasty things about uh, my cousin. Um, Now, I know you've, uh, in the past, you've been pretty uh, hot on your uh, futures bets, like your Haskins with the Rookie of the Year and, um, whatnot, uh, but I've been speaking to Chad about um, doing maybe a futures bets podcast um, oh, wow. for for the league. Uh, maybe after Liam does his three hour bonanza <laughs> post draft uh, podcast with you, um, closer to the season, maybe do some rushing, receiving, you know, divisional, uh, Super Bowl. Uh, anything that Sportsbet offers, basically, and uh, get together and pick our favourites. And I know, um, like some people, like Pitsy, Mac, um, they might listen to it and just uh, back it blindly, and you know, come along for the ride. So I know, I know a lot of people respect um, Chad and his research. So I think that could be um, a good idea. But I know you have potentially a little NFL podcast coming up with tab can you tell us a bit about that yeah so there's some potential works in the pipelines with rsn which is the racing sport network radio station i work for in melbourne where the leading racing and sport radio station uh 
more so racing, but we also do have a sports present. We're sponsored by the tab. So all of our income comes from you degenerates losing money and essentially pays our wages. Um, so keep on punning. But yeah, the tab's one of our major sponsors and they have quite a presence in sport as well as racing across our station and promoting their product. So uh, there's talk that they could eventually come on board as a partner. Uh, so all references in terms of the podcast would have to be in relation to tab markets as yeah. well. It doesn't mean you have to bet with tab. People I work with don't. But yeah, we're going to have a little crack at it when the season kicks off. Going to do a few pilots as well. Uh, one of the guys I work with is the tab's media manager. He's quite into his NFL as well. So there's some potential there that if it performs the first couple of weeks or so that we could get some sponsorship from the tab. And, and I wouldn't put any of that money in my pocket. I would make sure all that money goes to the fines. Gee, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Would you get Chatty on as a, as a guest? Yeah, uh, so the plan, Macca, is obviously for me to host it. There's no mm-hmm. one else that I feel like should do that job. Uh, other than maybe yourself, you're showing that you're quite capable, Macca. But <laughs> obviously, Chad, Chad will be the main one that will be on every episode with me, is my thought of how I structure it, being Cash Comma, building his profile up as well. Um, yeah. People like Gabe would be regular guests as well. Isaac can pop on here and there, and as well as yourself, provide guests, uh, some tips as well. But it'll be mainly centered around myself hosting and more so getting the bets out of you guys with Chad being the, the main yeah. guy alongside Gabe and then yourself and Brill can chime in and other guests as well. But it's one thing that has to be kept very professional as well because it's directly related to my, um, my work, which is yeah. important. So, yeah. Well, the, there's one thing that we all know for sure is uh, Chad takes his punting very seriously. So, well, if Chad um, finds his winners, are... the tab will be getting on. <laughs> Not too many winners, yeah. though, because we can't have our, our listeners cleaning the tab out. We have to have a balance. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Might have to put in a couple dodgy tips just to make sure. Just to ensure that, uh, yeah, we don't uh, fuck the tab over too much. It's all a scam at the end of the day. Mm, I know. That's right. Speaking of scams and scandals... I've got a bit of a left field question here for you, Francie. Um, yes. And you're going to have to kind of think on your feet. Um, obviously, every year there's a bit of, um, there's always scandals during the league, um, NFL league itself with players, you know, get caught with drugs and uh, assaulting people and stuff like that. Yeah. I um, want you to give me a prediction of a scandal that comes out this year. So, like, what player does what and what's going to be the outfall of that? Okay. Um, I'm not 100% sure if he's vaccinated yet, but my boy, uh, Lombardi Lenny, Leonard Fournette, uh, what's yep. going to happen is Lombardi Lenny has obviously openly admitted that he, he doesn't want a COVID vaccine, which I completely understand. Uh, why should he as a fit 27-year-old beast of an athlete, strong immune system. I'm sure he takes his vitamin C and zinc, so he's got no problems. What's going to happen is Lombardi Lenny is going to get COVID. It's not going to affect him at all. But what's going to happen is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be taken, will lose their game because the NFL have openly said that if there's a breakout that is caused by an unvaccinated player, you will lose your um, four points or whatever you get for footing the game. And I think that's going to be a direct cause of Leonard Fournette not getting the vaccine and taking the risk. Yeah. And then do you think that potentially leads to him getting cut from the roster and then Rojo RB1 season? No. What I personally think is it will directly cause a 
a downturn in how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers move the ball in their offense goes through. Tom Brady's arm's getting weaker. They can't run the ball through Lombardi, Lenny, and he can't have his RB3, RB2 season that he so rightfully deserves um, because of this stupid COVID situation. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's my thought on the big, big talking yeah. point of the season. I like that. So, just to summarise, basically, basically, you're saying Fournette gets COVID, Brady is washed and retires at the end of the year. No, not particularly, um, because what will happen is Leonard Fournette will come back the next season and then carry Tom Brady to an eighth championship. Yeah, so pretty much like the crux of it is that Leonard Fournette's going to get COVID. He's unvaccinated, therefore the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose the points and it's a flow-on effect because he's not playing for them. Okay, I like that. I don't mind that at all. I was thinking that you might have some sort of sexually sexual assault uh, allegations for me, but... Um, that's all right. We'll, uh, no, nah, we'll I don't from yeah, I had to keep it PG, you know, the podcast <laughs> catches me. Uh, it's, it's unlike you. It's unlike you. You don't you, mind usually exposing the sexual, uh, sexual allegations within the podcast. Yeah, that's league members. That's fine. I know. Those <laughs> <people>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't mention Tyreek Hill or anything like that. No, or definitely AB. Not. No, we have to keep it clean. Don't want to. Yeah. No, nah, keep it clean. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, now that's enough of uh, just random chat. Uh, yes. I think it's time to get uh, start to pick your brain a little bit about your uh, your fantasy and your preparation. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of the time on the pods, you've been asking people um, where they think QBs are going to fall in the first round, and it yes. sounds like you're a little bit hesitant about taking one early yourself. Is that is that uh, true? 100%. I wouldn't touch an early QB with a 10-foot pole. Why would you pigeonhole yourself to having Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen to a bit of a lesser extent? I think he's the QB one this season for sure as your main point scorer. Uh, I think what's going to happen this season is with your six-point things, rushing is a little bit more nerfed. Someone like Lamar Jackson isn't going to be as valuable. Therefore, like I've mentioned on the pod when asking those questions, is I think personally quarterbacks are far more interchangeable and I'd rather get myself someone around that um, fifth or sixth round that can really like boss my team. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't have a problem again with having someone like a, um, a Justin Herbert. He might go a bit earlier than that as my quarterback one um, or even, even like Matt Ryan. Like I know Matt Ryan has his issues, but I would be happy to have Matt Ryan as my QB one. And QB in one. saying that, but getting him in your round sixes and sevens deeper towards your back end. And then you're allowed yeah. to stock yourself up with running backs, wide receivers, or two tight ends, whatever you think in the, in the early rounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty interested to see where the tight ends do go now. We don't have um, Yoey there threatening <laughs> to take him very early. But yeah, I, th- I think Matt Ryan's probably, you know, he's probably like a fifth round pick still. So yeah, I'd be um, like, uh, the, yeah, what I'm trying to get at is I'd be happy to have my QB1 taken at round six. Yeah, so RB, so you go and, uh, what's his name? Gibson, Terry, running back, running back, quarterback. Correct. Or running back receiver. Whatever. No, I'd be running back receiver. So I'd be running back either. Maybe I might even do a chat. Who knows? Running back, running back, wide receiver. Fucking another running back. 
Yeah. All I'm going to say stuck, is stuck up. Running back first round, quarterback fifth round. That's all I'm going to say. So if you if you do get the pick one, I know you. Uh, would you seriously be tempted on taking Gibson? Yeah, why wouldn't I? So well, everyone talk because CMC's. No, well, CMC's. Or would you would you trade your pick then if you got pick one maybe back a little bit? No, because I think the way I've gone about it this season is the people are gonna value Gibson higher based on me not getting him this season. So I think the people are going to be willing to put themselves out there. But it just makes sense, Matt, because if you think about Gibson, yeah, he might be ranked as the RB10 for the season, but we all know that he's going to finish RB1 or 2. Just spend the money on him now and you've got him locked in for the season. It doesn't matter. Like, you understand the result. It's like buying a stock. You know that it's going to, it's, you know that it's going to be there at the, end of this, at the end of the year as the number one. Just pay for it now. Yeah, but you could not. Nah, actually... No, but I don't want to miss on him, though. Like, if I have the first pick and I take CMC, then someone else gets him at pick seven. And then I have to yeah, trade for him. I then, might as well just lock him away. Yeah, but then you could trade for him. And obviously, McCaffrey's worth more than Gibson, so people are going to... Uh, yeah, that's, a sound, a, that's a sound argument, but I just don't want to have to waste the time trying to manoeuvre trades because I feel like if I'm coming <laughs> to someone for Gibson, they're going to hold me to ransom for him. Yeah, yeah, no, you, yeah, you so, could definitely be right there. Fuck it, I'm just going to lock him up. Set and forget. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Yeah, people like me. He's a valuable I'm, asset. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stubborn on trades, so you might be in my inbox a, a fair few times, and I'll be like, oh, a little bit more. How about this player? And yeah, yeah. you just don't want that stress. You just want to you know he's in your team. Yeah, I like he's that. A set, he's a set like and forget. That. He's a set and forget. And people might laugh at me, but I'll laugh at them when he's the RB1 for the season and I've taken him pick two or three and you've gone and taken your fat Quan or your Zeke and you've ruined your whole season so joke's on you so all you'd love for Zeke's gone now is it 100% percent 100%. 100% he fucked me last season um, I backed him in to prove himself and he's a fumbler he's not the he same was. he's on the wrong side of 25 and so was Christian McCaffrey. So was Derek Henry. Antonio Gibson, 23, prime age for running backs. It's all there. It just adds up. Makes Young sense. Or, look, so, someone's a little bit older that I do like is Dalvin Cook. He's just daddy. He's a freak. I love Dalvin. But so I would not if, be surprised if, you, if Antonio Gibson had the most rushing yards this season. It does not surprise me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask this question. Say... Gibson does get picked before you. Say Gibson goes pick one and you've got pick two. Yeah. What do you do? Dalvin Cook. You, you go Cook over McCaffrey as well. 100%. Yeah, right. 100%. I, I just love the purple of the Vikings. Like Cook just looks, it just looks so cool. And the so thing cool that's so good here. about Cook is if you just get yourself Madison. And he's black. Yeah, and that's exactly right. McCaffrey can't sustain it. He's a white kid. He's got a hot ass misses. Why would he even need to play NFL anymore? Just go and remove his misses. <laughs> But Dalvin Cook's sick because you can just get Madison as your handcuff, and Madison's equally as good. Whereas Zeke, does, um, Zeke Tony Pollard does, is takes over. Yeah, right. Does um, Cook not have a hot miso though? I don't know. I'm seeing his miso. Um, she's probably like African American, and that's killer. I love that. <laughs> I don't mind that either. That's sick. Um, so, like, are you a full Washington fan now? I am 100%. Ever since I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback. It just makes sense yeah. to Gibson, though. Like, if you think about it, he's 
he's going to have a seriously good quarterback play this year. He's not dealing mm. with fucking um, one leg, fucking Alex Smith, uh, uh, Haskins, all those steads. He's got an absolute bearded beast that's just going to be throwing bombs. The play's going to start, bang, 70 yards. Gibbo's already at the 20-yard line, bang, straight in. Imagine how many red zone looks he's going to have. Just running in, running in, running in, because they're not going to trust Fitzy to, you know, show through throw short little slants. It's going to be 70-yard bomb, Terry. Catch it at the 20-yard line, give it back straight in, or a little slant route, give it back. Yeah, I don't mind that. I um, It makes sense. Just last, night, just last night, actually, I was talking to Chad about um, rushing touchdown leaders, and, and I was quite liking Chubb's value at $8.50 to be the rushing nah. touchdown leader, but it nah, sounds like Gibson Gibson's value... Uh, What's his let me price? actually look up. Hmm. Yeah, let me have a let me have a look up. Just talk to talk amongst yourselves for a, for a while. Uh, I can do, no, I, I can talk amongst ourselves. I'll pad it here for you, Matt. So pretty much, when you think about Gibson, whatever price he is right now, take it because someone like Nick Chubb, how are they going to compete when they aren't even the RB one on their own team? Kareem Hunt is so clearly <laughs> the number one running back on that football team, and it's been evident. And all that has to happen is a little bit of a more evenness in the carriage because look, Kareem Hunt's hardly been injured throughout his career. He had that year off. Nick Chubb's had knee injuries, ankle injuries. They're just going to manage him a bit more. And I think what's going to happen this season is the snap count is going to be a little bit more close together between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And I think um, Chubb probably low end RB1 and Hunt's a low end RB1 as well. Because yeah, it just comes together. It's not going to be where Chubb's an RB1, Hunt's an RB2 with RB1 upside. It's going to be an even playing field and they're going to exist as a two-headed monster. It just makes sense. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. <laughs> I just reckon Chubb's... He's just different he running is. the ball. So. He, he and is. their O-line this year is just insane. Yes. So that, yeah. that makes me feel like they are going to lean more so on Chubb than Hunt. No. But, um, Correct. but yeah, I, they, I they am have... probably... In the past, they have separated their goal line work. So, like, Kareem Hunt does get looks, and that therefore takes away. Who's going to take away goal line looks at Washington? It's not going to be J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick, this is what's going to happen. When the ball's <laughs> at the 15 or the 20-yard line, J.D. McKissick might get the little slant route, run it up, stop at the goal line, and Gibbo, bang, plows it in. Bang, pounds it in. So, <gasps> Gibbo is 17-1 to one for uh, rushing Seven, touch, most regular season. Man, yeah, that's seventeen dollar like, odds. Seventeen, bro, that's like seventeen times better, million times better than bank interest. Put it all hundred <laughs> percent. I'll put a hundred bucks on like when I get paid on Friday and send you a screenshot. So yeah, that's nice. I, I like that. And then when it wins uh, at the end of the year, you donate seventeen dollars to fines. I'll donate nothing. I'll donate nothing because he's all doubted him and laughed. And this is no, nah, because one one percent of winnings, mate. One percent of winnings. Whatever. You have to. It's we'll, a rule. We'll, we'll do that. But far out. Imagine how rich we're going to be when we get one percent of mine and Chad's earnings this year. But this yeah. Thing, well, I reckon. I'm pretty sure. Well, obviously, you're not going to send every every single slip in. But I reckon Chad made like fifteen k. Yeah. So that's one hundred and fifty bucks of of winnings just straight into fines, and he's a year better off now. If you want fourteen grand, why is he still he's saving money? money. Yeah, but saving even more money. Where, like, bro, you got a gambling problem. <laughs> Get some help, man. Buy more yeah, he wins. Can't go broke winning, mate. Ah, true. As you would understand, being pro But yeah, hundred percent. Like, I've got so many tickets on all you 
fellas right now when Gibbo is RB1. Well, I'm not saying he's going to be RB1. Like, that's 99% oh, I sure. I think you are. No, no, no. no, no, no I'm 99% sure, but, like, I'm 100% sure he's top three. Well, that was your uh, little side bet, wasn't it? Oh, and also Terry to be a top seven wide receiver. And that just makes sense. His yard volume is going to be huge. You're not worried about the the defense being too strong and Gibbo just running all day for Terry? No, it makes no difference because you've got Fitzy. He's a gunslinger. Like, yeah, I'd be worried about Terry if it was Smith because if it was a Smith-led offense, the defense would just be ape. They'd check down to JD and Gibbo and I'd have JD and uh, Gibbo as my RB1 too. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. That would be an interesting watch. This year, um, oh, look, I'm gonna say, like, look, look, Maka, I'll just bear with you for two seconds. I'll keep this fine. This season, if you're looking at the markets, Washington to win the league is $46. How is that not a good bet? Well, I don't know because Fitz is in his first year on at a new system and he's like 39. Doesn't matter. Fitzy has proven that he can do well at teams like Miami, absolute dumpster fire places. Getting a team with that defense. Plus, Terry Gibbo, J.D. McKissick. It just adds up. They've got a heap of other black, fast, wide receivers too that I can't name right now. It all makes sense. $46. That's my tip. 46 bucks. Washington, get on. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone's going to follow you there. Can you but, power play? Um, no, you can't power play. But you'll get $50 somewhere. Yeah. Look around. And Maybe saying, tab, mate. Give, give you a tab a plug. I was going to say that. I'll get, get the tab to do a special. $50, 51 to 1. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but then you're sending them broke, mate. That's all right. They'll fire. It's a, ring of, it's, a, it's a circle, then I just put it all back through. That's true. Mm-hmm. You won't need to work after you put 10K on it. 51 to I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it gets you at 46. If you just like follow me here and be smart, if you put a grand, like that's like, I don't know, three days pass, um, 46 grand. 46 grand. Imagine what yeah. you can do with that. You can buy yourself... A, you have a year off. You can buy yourself a nice time. A year off? Half a year off. You buy yourself a nice 46 grand a year. Oh. How do you think... Is this league run by peasants? After tax, mate. Oh, after tax, mate. Yeah, so fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. We'll, we'll stop talking about Washington. It sounds like you could talk about them all night if, if uh, I let yes, so... I'm I'm testing your hosting capabilities to be able to over-talk someone and move on to the next subject. (laughs) Currently failing, so I'll let you move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I want to ask, are you going to, like, have you ordered a Gibson shirt? Yes, Gibson and Terry. Are they on the way? It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Well, there you go. I'm excited to see that. It's going to look killer. Um, I'll put a mirror self on Facebook. (laughs) As a profile picture. 100%. 100%. My Tinder profile. Yeah. Oh, Tinder. You're over the toe now then? Uh, not yet. Ready, ready to move on? Soon. Talk to the girls. Soon. I think yeah. my Tinder... When, when the jerseys come, that's, think, the, that's the time to move on. 100% because girls are going to be like, look at him. Like, he looks killer in that jersey. Like the brown and gold. Yeah. Not brown and gold. And he's clearly and smart. He's getting on the future. And he's, he's already worth, the NFL. Already worth 46 grand. Yeah. <laughs> Worth. Yeah, but yeah, enough of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, now, um, I would like to ask you how you source most of your information when you prepare for a draft. 
So, so when, like, are you a podcast guy or do you read articles or are you mixed, just mock, mock, mock? Or uh, it's a mixture, how do you do it? Mixture of everything, Marcus. So obviously I've got a really structured program. I spend an hour, then I'll spend about five minutes just going for a little walk around the house just to refresh my brain. But a lot of reading. I often like to read a lot of Mike Taglio's stuff. He's really good. During the season as well, he does his 30,000 words a week, which is just a serious grind. But his pre-season stuff's really good. Um, that uh, Bobby guy, the uh, guy that looks a little bit like Yoey that got suspended last year for saying some comments. Um, <laughs> He has his own like VIP group that he still runs, and I support him because he's he's a great guy. So I learn a lot from him as well. He's a uh, great guy, is he? He's a good that guy. Sexual, that sexual pest. That's cool. She was hot. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. That's all right then. <laughs> um, I spend a lot of time doing that, and and people say that like, I copied Matthew Berry going into the season when I got Darren Waller off the waiver wire. It's probably arguably the best waiver wire selection in the history of the league. Um, after maybe Chase Claypool. But this was before the season. No one knew who Darren Waller was other than the drug addict from Baltimore's practice squad. Like, yeah, I read Matt Berry, but that wasn't the reason why I got Darren Waller. Oh, what was the reason then? I saw him before Berry. Was it hard knocks? No, I saw him before Berry. I just knew him. That's it. I did some research. See, that, that's, what, that's what annoys people. You try and claim... Uh, you try and claim finding Darren all yourself when no, uh, it's Maka. just on the fantasy website for everyone to see. No, no. Well, well, You're the well, only one who pulled the trigger. Yeah, exactly. So if it's there for everyone to see, why didn't anyone else do it? Do you know why I found out Darren Roll was there and no one else did? Because it was meant to be. The universe put it there for me. Yeah, I, I thought about it and then I thought, no, Evan Ingram is a capable tight end. I don't need Darren Waller. And uh, turns out Evan Ingram's an absolute... Bust. Mac, so I won't be touching him this year. Mac, I'm built differently. Last year I traded Chad, Evan Ingram, and Deshaun Jackson for Kareem Hunt. Oh, two years in a row, Mac, everyone's like, oh, for your Kareem Hunt, so shit. Oh, oh, oh. He's a solidified RB2 every fucking season. I don't get that. Yeah. I'm different. After that year when. And he's a dual position kicker and running back. So exactly. we don't mind that. And that's the thing. If your missus is playing up, like, you can just put her in line, Mac. Maybe draft him. If your missus is out there, Going after Brilly one night, you got cream on your side, bang, boot to the head. <laughs> that's a, that's interesting. Drafting your fantasy team because you want them to back you up in real life. That's the thing. If you're in a hotel room after after a night out or something, and your missus acting up, cream hunts there on the floor. Yeah, if you the elevator, if you have, if you're paying a visit down to the old Asian massage place in town and. And there seems to be a little bit of a verbal altercation between some people. Gabe just says, Kareem, mate, I need oh. you over here and <laughs> sorts everything strong. out. You're so strong, Gab. You're a strong Aussie <laughs> boy. Gab, you're so strong. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Mrs. Chow has given him a rub and tug. Unbelievable. Man. Mrs. Chow, like, I thought, I can't believe Gabe walked into Mrs. Chow and woke her up. Like at four thirty in the morning, said, "Mrs. Chow, wake up!" And she's like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that he's uh, openly said in the chat. Yeah, it's a video, but that's just a screenshot of it. It's crazy. She looks like a little fucking little, little pig. Like she's like, <laughs> like she looks like a girl version of Gabe. No, like no, yeah, it's like Gabe looks. Yeah, fuck, it's fucking hell. Oh. Yeah, ugly, oh, ugly, ugly kid. But yeah, that's going. My thoughts might need to move along. Well, I hope we get to see it on the weekend and you miss out. 
But no, I send it to um, the some material. It's lonely in lockdown, bro. <laughs> oh god, no, you don't need that, mate. You're gonna have that Gibson jersey soon, and Tinder's gonna be popping off. So yeah, just well, uh, bide your time. Big things coming. Yeah, you can just go to the Asian parlor in Melbourne. I'm sure Gabe might have some contacts there for you as well. I think they're shut really. down. I think they're shut down at the moment, but um, we'll find out. But yeah, yeah um, probably yeah. tough, Gab. <laughs> um, now you mentioned before uh, at the very start of the podcast that you said you, you're going to be happy no matter like if you make finals or not. Uh, no. Sorry, no matter <laughs> what happens after making finals. Correct. You don't really care if you lose in a prelim as long as you get that finals berth. Now, is, do you think um, that's a bit of an average mentality? No. Like, you should be, probably be striving to be a little bit higher because a lot of people don't take you seriously because you're never really threatening on the last day of um, the league. Yeah, but you got to understand, Macca, it's like scar tissue. It just it's building up, building up, building up. I'm just becoming stronger and stronger. All right. So it's yeah. hard, I'm harder to break down. So every year that I add a new finals to me, it's like another scar, another scar, and I just become stronger mentally. And I understand what went wrong. So therefore, yeah, right. if, if it gets to eight years in a row, I've had seven previous years of experience that I know how to capitalize on it, and I'd be happy because I know. Look, I did everything I could to give myself an opportunity. But on the flip side, I know that I was there and I competed. And it's like another thing. Yeah, you made five in a row. It's just like a little mental thing to keep me going. And once that run's broken, I, I might struggle mentally. Um, yeah. It's an important little, it's an important goal for me because if I get that, it's like I've kicked it off six times, baby. And then I'll focus on the finals. But if I don't win it, I'm not going to feel hard on myself. Like there's nothing that I need to change. I did everything. I was just beaten by a better team on the day. Well, wouldn't changing your team to no, be even better luck. to make the grand no. final? No, just luck. That's just luck on the day. Hey, hey, I preach luck is a massive thing in fantasy all the time and I get shot down for it every time. No, throughout the whole season, Mac, it's, it's, the problem is like you're extending the variables across the whole season. That doesn't work like that. Like I've been good enough across the whole season to make the finals, but it was just luck on one day. It stopped me from being there. Yours is like a, a consistent builder. So six-time finalist is what I've got my sights set on. That's all I care about achieving. But once I achieve that, then my attention turns to just the next game and then the next game. Yeah. Instead of from day dot focusing on the very last game. Yeah, because you said you're trading for good schedules in the finals. Yeah, you set yourself You just up. want to make it there. Correct, because you set yourself up for failure. Like, if you extend your goals over, like, a long time frame, there's more chance of you not achieving it, and therefore you're going to feel more disappointed. So if you break your goals down into smaller blocks, it's it's so much easier. And whether that's for you, Mac, what you can focus on maybe is just winning your first two games and then worry about winning four games and so on and so on. Whereas me, like, I've proved myself. All I care about is getting myself to finals and then, We'll worry about winning the next game, the next game. Break your goals down. It's how you build and build and build. Okay. Interesting uh, thought process there, but mate, if, if, yeah, if it works for you, if, if it's it uh, keeping you going, then we'll, yeah. No silverware yet, but come. You, I see you waving your five-time fingers in front that's of the camera. Five, that's my five-time ring. 
that ring. So, oh, so you've got you've got you've bought a ring for yourself, while everyone else has bought a championship ring. You've you've bought this little black ring to represent your five finals, have you? Right. Reminds Jeez. me. It reminds me of what I've achieved, and it reminds me going into the season that soon it'll be six time, and then sooner or later I'm going to win a, a title. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Yeah, Do you think see. you're more likely to win the league before I am? 100%. Because the thing Even is though that... I'm striving to win the very last game of the year and you're just trying to make finals. No, because the problem is, Maka, you've been striving to win the last game of the year for so long and you're so far away from it every time. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't know what it takes so to you think I... close. That's where should you I take a wrong. leap out of your book? 100%. Everyone just... should. Everyone aim for should. six. Yeah, right. I might give it a crack. See where that gets me. No, not. So I'm not saying aim for six. I'm saying aim for <laughs> finals. Like one to six it doesn't matter. Rich, Richmond could win from outside the top four. Bulldogs want a flag from seventh or eighth. Doesn't matter as long as you make finals. You're the same chance as everyone else. You're just gonna get a good run. Worry about getting yourself to finals, Mac. You've done it once, and then worry about that. That's my advice coming from someone that's experienced in this field. Yeah, I think if I wanted some advice, I might turn to someone who's actually won it before. No, but that's, I'm a pillar of consistency. You've got to understand that. And people would just. Yeah, but I'm not. Business. I don't care about making finals if I don't win the whole thing. Nah, you don't. Get like, it. that's. Yeah, it's it. a failure to me if I don't win the whole thing. Is, is, so is, is that, the pressure, that's just my opinion. Is there any pressure on me this season? No, because I'm always going to be around the mark, baby. I think the only reason why there's no pressure on you this season is because you do such a good job hosting podcasts. There's been no pressure on me any season, ever. There's no pressure. I don't know. It, it, you, pre- this is going to be two years in a row that you don't rock up to draft day and you won't. You might yeah. not rock up to end this end the season. So If I could, I'd be there. There's a bit of pressure. 100%. People want, people want draft weekend um, activities. You've got to understand that I'm not that good of value in person. Like, uh, so you're doing us a favor 100 matt get that like you might think oh francis pod's a killer i'm not a good bloke i'm not <laughs> that good <laughs> oh you you were good for moss and mead i will give you that it's about all i've done good my life other than me if i'm time finalist baby <laughs> all right um I'm, I'm gonna wrap things up now that was that got in uh pretty deep there this is just gonna be a little random question and then we'll finish off but um, bit of a list clogger shout out here. Who do you think um, is the most likely to order a mocker in the league? Pitts. Pitsy. Yeah. yeah, that's probably very fair. Why Pitsy? What about him screams mocker? I don't know. He just seems like that kind of guy that wouldn't like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he seems like he's got a sweet too, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He's just, yeah. he's just a different fella, I think. Wants to try and fit in with a bit of a coffee, but really just wants a hot chocolate. 100%. Like, whereas, like, someone like Dimmis, like, he just seems like you just drink pure Greek coffee. Comer in, yep. comer in that straight Colombian, him and Gabe. Um, you know, <laughs> Gaddy, as we, as we know, there was a story that leaked on the weekend that I want to break. That Gaddy drank nine cups of English breakfast tea in a day. Um, so he's an English tea. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. Nine cups of English breakfast tea and six packets of Migoring noodles for a day. <laughs> 100% with an egg on top. Uh, he's built different. 
I know yeah. Chad orders like a caramel latte or something like that, which is that's yeah. nearly mocha levels. Whereas right? like Matt Cain's, like I think of him as a guy that would order like a turmeric latte. Oh yeah. yeah, something real out there, real yeah. strange. Yeah, Jaden Martin would be like a latte with one sugar, skim milk. Yeah, just just plain and standard. I'm, a, I'm an iced coffee guy, if anything. Yeah, I'm a decaf almond latte guy. Oh, oh, your almond milk. 100%. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to wrap things up there, Jackson. Thank you for your time. Uh, thanks for being here with me, giving the league a little bit more content before uh, the massive weekend ahead. Um, I'll open up the floor to you. If, is there anything you want to uh, leave us with today or tonight and whenever yeah, the league are listening? I think I've gotten everything that I want to get off my chest and I'm just happy that we've been able to have some good laughs and a bit of bands with the podcast. I just want to thank everyone for joining me on it. Other than Liam Phillips, obviously you're the only person that hasn't done a podcast, even though I have it on the host. So I think personally that Liam should receive a fine for it. It's depriving the league of content. What's Gag going to do at work? So Liam, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening man, you, you've got, you can come on tomorrow night. I'm home all week. I'm in lockdown, man. I work from home. You've got so many opportunities to come on the podcast before the league starts and you're going to be the only person that hasn't done it. So therefore, Liam, I think that you should be ashamed of yourself and you've let the league down and you should be fine um, accordingly. Yeah, he, he unfortunately, downloading Spotify is a little bit too difficult for Liam, so he probably won't hear that. Oh, it's um, all right. He's but... busy anyway with his EPL podcast that heaps of people listen to. I'm sure it's really good for <laughs> Leagues hosting it. <laughs> Killer. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was a really good initiative for you tonight, making it in the podcast. At the start, like I said, I felt a little bit maybe uncomfortable, but I think that I, I quite enjoy it being the one to ask the questions. I think this is my. Yeah. yeah. Didn't mind it. I like oh, that's it. good. But I'll be taking back my hosting role, 100%. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to, uh, to change things up a little bit. Uh, Pleasure, Macca. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Say that. Ciao.